Welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Guybe. This is the great Matt Guybe in the Pacific Northwest here with you today. And I just wanted to come on the podcast today and kind of have a little bit different of a format. And what I want to do is just basically kind of share some scriptures, share from my heart, encourage you, build you up in your faith. There's a lot going on that has been happening in the last two weeks or months. And this time in history, we really are making history. There's so much happening so fast. And the temptation or the tendency is for us to get all caught up, rattled and excited and nervous and even fearful. And I want to speak to that a bit today. And of course, I'm talking about what they call COVID-19, the coronavirus that we all know about now. And I'm out here in Washington State. It's one of the areas that virus first really began to move into weeks ago. And it just began to dawn on me this past week and as I was out grocery shopping with my wife, just how much things were changing. You know, we had to start to be aware and do some things differently and think differently. And we've talked about that here on the podcast. And I want to ask you today, what do you think our response should be as citizens of the kingdom of God, as sons and daughters of the King of Kings? That's what I want to talk to you a little bit about and just share my heart with you And, you know, years and years ago, I want to coin a phrase here. My dad used to say, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Uh, He was an old Marines Marine and was talking about facing different challenges in life, whatever they might be. And I want to say to you, when the fear gets flowing, the faithful get going. When the fear gets flowing and it's almost going to overcome you, the faithful get going. And you and I are faithful sons and daughters in the kingdom of God, and we serve the King of Kings that is above all names and above all circumstances, situations that may come upon this earth. And I I just want to say that to you. When the fear is flowing, the faithful get going. And, And one thing I couldn't help but think about also, and I'm just going to give a shout out to him, I want to just... uh, just express my appreciation for a young minister, young evangelist named Logan Legrand, who's really been the the guy behind the scenes who's made my podcast possible. I want to just give him uh, props today. You know what he was doing the last two weeks? I mean, I think maybe with all this furor about the virus and all what we're going to do, I think maybe an important thing was forgotten, maybe not back there, but in the Tennessee area of the United States two weeks ago out of Nashville, 24 people, maybe two dozen people lost their lives and lost a lot of things. Other people lost their homes. And Logan was up there. He lives in Alabama. I don't know the logistics of, of it all, but how far he was from the epicenter up there. But, you know, he was gathering resources and supplies to help those people in their time of need up there. And we don't want to forget that. Here was a man of God that was responding in faith. The fear was flowing. The anxiety, I'm sure, was flowing. But he was faithful and got going. He put feet and actions and organization to 
prayers and his heart for those people, I think he took two or three van loads of supplies up there to those people at least on two occasions. That's what I'm talking about today. That's what I'm expressing to you today in this time. We have a time in our nation right now as faithful men and women and sons and daughters of the Most High God, sons and daughters of the King of Kings, walking in the kingdom to walk in power and walk in might and begin to get going faithfully and do acts of goodness and kindness that will bring glory to God and also meet people's needs like dear brother Logan has done. Logan Legrand, and you can look him up on the internet. That's an example I think of. I was out in the stores this weekend with my wife. It's kind of become a a neat thing for me to do on Saturday or Sunday whenever we have time to spend time with my wife by grocery shopping with her and looking at various things. And, you know, I was in the one grocery store down the hill from where we live, and I walked in that store, and the fear, I, I didn't realize it, but the fear was palpable, I guess is the word I'll use. And I began to feel it climb all over me as I was walking down. Usually it's such a wonderful time with my wife, shopping and chit-chatting about, you know, little things that we talk about as a man and wife. But all of a sudden, as I began to go down those aisles and see all the people and see the shelves really were kind of barren, I began to feel this fear. It was all around me from people And it began to want to climb all over me and bind me up. And I had to stop myself. I had to stop myself, folks. And I had to think about what we've talked about here uh, not that long ago, the process of Sophronis Moss. The process of Sophronis Moss came to mind. And I had to do what we've been learning. It's the ability to control your thoughts and curb negative, get this, fearful and anxious thoughts away from my mind and think about those things that are good. Like Paul said, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and righteous, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is any excellence, if anything is worthy of praise, dwell on those things. He also said, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. And I had to begin to do that right within the store. I had to begin to apply Sophronis Moss because we don't have a spirit of fear, but we have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We have the deutimus of God. We have the power of God to make a difference. This is a real crucial time, and it's a real opportune time to let Jesus shine out and show out of you I mean, I've been able to talk to people out there. I helped an older man the other day load groceries into his car. And through that conversation, he was very fearful. I was able to pray for him and just speak peace into his life. There's opportunities out there, my friend, for that kind of thing right now. Now is not the time to shrink back in fear, but to step out boldly. I'm not here to tell you today that we should just be Pollyannish about it and say, everything's going to be bright and lovely and everything's going to be fine. Well, in the end, it will. But it doesn't mean that we might not be without challenge. It's, it doesn't mean that we might not be without problems and different things that we have to 
have the mind of God on to be able to solve and to be able to get through. The Christian life is not always one of ease and walking in a rose garden. We know that. But God will supply what we need in that time. I think it was Elijah or Elisha who he actually brought food to by a raven because he didn't have any food. God is going to take care of us. Some of the scriptures I've thought of that I just want to share with you, one of the first ones besides applying Sophronis Moss, the father said to me, because I looked around and it, it was really true, you know, and I hadn't thought much about it. There didn't seem to be much, you know, provision that we were looking for. Uh, of course, I went out today and it was different. <laughs> but anyway, I went out early today. Um, I think they're starting to get a handle on this around here in the grocery stores of uh, providing more and people are kind of calming down a bit, which is good. But yesterday we also had a national day of prayer. So I do think that might have played into it too. People are starting to adjust and they're starting to use reason instead of act out of fear. But the first scripture that came to me, and it's about the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit or in the Holy Ghost. It's not meat or drink. It's not all the noodles that I need or the spaghetti sauce or the bread or the toilet paper that we or or the cleaning products that I need but it's righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit like I said does that mean we're all Pollyanna and just forget about everything no but we begin to act with reason like Sophronis Moss would tell us we begin to think on the good things and begin to believe God and begin to get going with our faith that God will bring solutions and work these things out. Matthew 6, 25 to 34, just to encourage you. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet the Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you be worrying, by worrying, that is, add a single hour to your life? He's saying the birds don't even store everything all up, you know? I'm not saying we shouldn't be a little bit wise. I think we were okay in as far as the toilet paper and some of the cleaning. We need some cleaning products, but we're not worried about it. But we were okay with some of these things and some of the canned goods because we have always in the last 10 or 15 years, because we live in the uh, real um, area where there is a... Uh, potential for earthquake kind of kept emergency supplies a cabinet of that out in the uh, garage that we cycle through with water and canned goods we use them and then we replenish them so we kind of had a step up on that that maybe some people did not but yet at the same time the same time god will take care of us let's go on in verse 28 matthew 6 28 and why do you worry about clothes see how the flowers of the field grow they do not labor or spin yet i tell you that not even solomon in all his splendor was dressed as one of these if that is how god clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire will he not much more clothe you O oh, you of little faith do not worry saying what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And I'm reminded of all the hoopla I've seen over toilet paper, cleaning products, and now even some food provisions. And yet we don't want to be like that as sons and daughters who are trusting in the King of Kings, do we? 
For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows, believe me, I'm telling you, he knows that you have need of them. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. Let's seek after God. Let's go out in faith. The tough and the fear is flowing, maybe. Let's get the faith going. And let's seek first his kingdom and be men and women who step out in the kingdom and do works of goodness and encourage others. And even go down and ask the neighbor lady, I have an older neighbor lady, how she's doing. And if she needs toilet paper, give her some of mine. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. And this is really key. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And it seems like we're right in the middle of that. Am I going to sit here and worry about all that could happen? That's not productive. That's not beneficial. The devil will just bind me up in the spirit of fear. And you know, every day things change. I think our own governor has been on the news media today saying that the next step, that last week they closed the schools. Now tomorrow, this is tomorrow, is now today, they're going to close the restaurants and the bars, and you can still get things takeout. But I have dear Christian friends that have businesses, and I talked to one of them this morning. She's just going to trust God, and I'm going to support her and, and her husband's business and pray for them and even support them financially. And we don't know in this household what's going to happen. My grandchildren who live with me aren't in school now. They've taken a trip somewhere, which I don't know if it was the wisest thing to go to Hawaii at this time, but they went. But I can't sit here and worry about that. I have to trust that God will watch over them. And my daughter has come home, you know, before she left, and she's working out of the house, and my wife is in, in the medical industry and billing, and she may have to come home for a while. Can I worry and get all stewed up about that? It's not going to do any good. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we just walk. As kingdom men and women of God, we need to learn to walk day by day and not get so worried about tomorrow. Does that mean we don't prepare at all? No. You know, and I just want to speak for another few minutes here on some other things that have been on my heart about this, and then I'll share a couple more scriptures and just uh, hopefully have encouraged you well this day. You know, it just seems like I see so many of my Christian friends on the Internet, and some of them have been real wise and been real encouraging, which is good. Some of them, like Logan Legrand, have done really good things, like go out into Tennessee and bring them things that they need. But then there's an other groups, like one group of my friends, oh, they're just prophesying that all this is going to blow over and be done. Well, I don't, I don't have any word or what would you say, witness in my spirit that that's all true. I hope and pray that... It's rectified within the next month or two, but I'm not sure. I don't have a sure faith about that where I'm prophesying like they are that way. And then I have another group of friends, though some, not all of them, but a couple of them I went to, even went to Bible college with years ago that are gloom and doomers, and they're prophesying that this is the end of the world and this is a plague out of Revelation and it's just going to wipe out the whole earth. And I certainly don't believe that. I don't believe that. I mean, there may come a day that that happens. Again, I don't have a witness in my spirit that that's true, and I won't say that, and I get really disappointed that they say that because I don't have that conviction. Now, could I be wrong? Yes. I kind of come somewhere between those two 
factions, the one that thinks it's all going to blow away and we're making too much out of it, and the ones that think this is the end of the world, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I do think we're going to go through some things, maybe up until summer and even in the summer. I just feel that. But yet, I think that people are going to come together. The church is going to come together. I declare that. That is the word I will declare. The church will come together and be the kingdom of God church that it was meant to be and be like Jesus Christ, stepping out in wisdom and power like my friend Logan did, meeting people's needs through encouragement, through goods that they might need, putting their uh, action to their feet, and not just saying words, but using actions, not just saying, I'll pray for you, but providing goods, providing monies, providing what is needed to help people out, to help the church out. And we're going to become come through this and be stronger. We're going to learn some things through this. That's what I'll say. And we know, Romans 8, 28, that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. Let's read that again. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good. For who? For those who love God. If you're a kingdom daughter, if you're a kingdom son, you love God and you have to believe this. All things are going to work out for good. And if you're having a hard time with that now, just give that to the Lord and let him give you that assurance that he's going to work all things out for good. Verse 29, For those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he just predestined, he also called. These whom he called, he also justified. These whom he justified, he also glorified. This is a time for the church and the sons and daughters of God to get going in faith, to do the works of the kingdom, to be glorified and be bringing glory to our King of kings and Lord of lords. What then shall we say to these things? The shortages, the anxiety, the fear, the sickness. What do we say to that? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, or how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who intercedes for us. Brother, he's interceding for you right now whatever you're going through, that man or woman in the business that don't know how they'll make payroll meet because they're being shut down. God, Jesus is interceding for you. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, this is a bit of tribulation, isn't it? Will distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all the day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor these things that are present, that's going on right now with COVID-19, nor things to come, what we'll see in the next months as they unfold, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing 
will be able to separate you, us, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a pretty powerful scripture. Yes, it is. That's what's been my heart today. I want you to take courage. I want you to step out, as my friend down there, Logan, has done in Alabama. Step out in faith. Don't sit back in your home and worry. Sure, you may have to do some social distancing for a while, but you can be wise about that. There may be people, you can call people on the phone. You can text them on the internet, can't you? And maybe if God, you know, if you get the wisdom from God, maybe you can even go see a few of them and encourage them and help them out. Let's read our theme verse that I haven't talked about for a long time. Psalm 145, 10 to 13. God gave me that as the theme verse, the theme reference for this podcast, the Kingdom Corner podcast. All your works shall praise you, O Lord. All your saints, all your kingdom, sons and daughters, shall bless you. They shall speak not of all the worry and the shortages and fear and anxiety. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts, just like Logan is doing, my friend out there. Let's do some mighty acts, some good acts. Jesus went about doing good, it says in Acts, and healing those round about. Can you go out today and do something good? Can you call somebody on the phone? Can you go down the street and check on that older neighbor lady or man? Yes, you can. To make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You see, the the kingdom on this earth, I don't care who gets in power. It's not going to last. It's all going to crumble and fall in the end. But his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures throughout all generations. Amen. Amen and amen. Your dominion endures through all generations. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom. This is in Isaiah 9-7. To establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. It may seem like our world economy, our world government, and, you know, in this United States, I don't want to say world government, is falling apart, and it's, it's all just in disarray and everything, but his government is increasing. His government is, is flowing in power. One more thought, and I'm going to be done, I'm telling you. I just These thoughts come into my mind. You know, when God called Moses to deliver Israel out of Egypt, um, he was all scared, of course, He lost part of his ministry, and Aaron, his brother, had to be his mouthpiece. And yet Moses said, Lord, what am I going to tell these people who you are and all that? And he said, tell them that I am. And the phrase was, tell them I am that I am. They're in bondage to Egypt. They're down there. They've been crying to me. Tell them I am that I am has sent you, Moses. And that means, really, if you unpack the powerfulness of that Hebraic phrase, it means... I am the creator God, and I will be whatever you need me to be when you need me to be whatever you need. I will be whatever you need me to be whenever you need me to be that need. He is coming for you, my friend. He is coming to deliver you out of the bondage of fear today, out of the bondage of lack, out of the bondage of what will happen tomorrow 
and he's coming to say, I am your source. I will be whatever you need me to be when you need me to be it. I will show up for you. I will be there regardless of what man says. So my friends, be encouraged today. Take heart today. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. Hey, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family.